You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. This week, we're going to expand that purview a little bit because you know we're real good at staying on topic. I, Spencer Hall, do pronounce this here podcast to be a Coastal Carolina podcast slash Myrtle Beach tourism promotional. My favorite Myrtle. Do you know another Myrtle? It was a joke about true crime. I don't know another Myrtle. I've never met one in real life. Guys, just let him go. Joining me as always, um, you just heard the dulcet tones of one Holly Anderson. Jason, my co-host, how, how are we doing? So I'm looking at uh, Coastal Carolina University's notable alumni section of the wiki. <laughs> oh, this is um, rich. It's good. What's the ratio of athletes to all other people? <laughs> it's a solid five to one. Yeah, that's um, how you know it's a good school. That's that's a, it's a good school. We got an NF, all pro NFL fullback on here. Uh, I got a big time golf guy, et cetera, et cetera. I do have a quibble because Diamond Dallas Page is not listed among the athletes. Former WCW champion is <laughs> down here and with arts, entertainment, and media. And yoga uh, master. Yeah, he has transitioned to uh, aging men's health specialist. Also, 
Uh, Bailey Hanks, who I'm guessing is the dean of the law school, she won uh, MTV's Legally Blonde, the musical, The Search for Elle Woods. So, I mean, I think that's as good as a law degree. Coastal Carolina, one of the top law schools in the country. Says so right there. That's uh, they also one of their top majors is my favorite uh, combination. Speech, communication, and rhetoric, which I'm going to go ahead and say at Coastal Carolina means Mike skills for wrestling. I think, yeah, that, that's by rhetoric, like, we mean hollering. Yeah. It's like you can you it's like half of the classes are just entering a room and going, y'all listen up. <laughs> you, you, you broke sons of bitches. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> talking shit about Columbia, South Carolina. I like to think that it's yeah, that's it. It's just talking shit. The major. Ryan uh, Nanny is joining us as a guest. Uh, hey, Ryan. Have you ever been to Myrtle Beach? I've been once in February. Uh, yeah. Which is not the time to go, I will tell you. <laughs> like, it's it's lukewarm. No, it was, it was straight up cold. Oh, but that's okay. You're on the beach, so there's no, no wind. No, the, the cold beach sucks, as it turns out. It's, it's bad. Yeah, yeah. we did. Uh, Evie had a gymnastics thing there this february or late january or whatever it was and yeah it's downright hoth out there it's it's no fun at all it's like hoth with a fuddruckers which i think hoth with a fuddruckers it's a provocative concept in the star wars universe who well they do have animals they carve up you could you could pull you a Fuddruckers out of one of them things. Fuddruckers, and you thought it smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> General Grievous is actually a Coastal Carolina alum. <laughs> Except instead of lightsabers, it's just pitching wedges that that's he stole an, off of golfers. An, that's an honorary degree, actually. Well, well they got lightsabers, has... but they're teal. Yeah. Well, that's why he has the like double weird lightsabers. Those are actually nunchucks, which is a phys ed credit at Coastal Carolina. <laughs> My major, my major was uh, light was pitching wedge handling, and theft and rhetoric. That's it. Just Did you say theft and rhetoric. Theft and rhetoric. <laughs> top majors at Coastal Carolina. But I repeat myself. At other schools, they call that political science. I that, live. That's like I, talking your shit out of a charge. Talking your way out of a charge is theft and rhetoric. Yeah. That's <laughs> officer. Now you listen up. It's a strong use of. Uh, y'all won't believe this, but. It's a powerful. It's a whole grad course, and y'all won't believe this, but I lived in Myrtle Beach when I was a kid, like when I was real little. Can you and really, real quick, list every city you've lived in? No, because it will be a oh, window into on. my. It'll be a window into my soul. Fucking coward. Are you saying that? that? Yeah, I really feel like other people need to know why he thinks all good things are terrible. Um, so, 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 like, are there certain windows in the the history that? Uh, Perhaps there are still legal um, entanglements. No, no, that... no, I don't. I, I don't have any. There's no outstanding He's not warrants. That interesting. Yeah, I'm not that interesting, according to Holly. Um, so the places I have lived are the following. I have lived in, uh, let's see, Franklin, Tennessee. I've lived in Columbia, South Carolina. Oof. I have lived in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I have lived in Gainesville, Florida. I have lived in palm harbor florida we don't talk enough about the toll that managing a mrs winters takes on a family uh well i think we're doing it right now mm. uh i've lived in i've lived in kennesaw georgia 
I've lived in Alpharetta. I've lived in Roswell, Georgia. And I have lived in Atlanta. And I have lived in Jai, Taiwan. You have the resume of a linebacker's coach who's very bad with people. <laughs> and the personality. <laughs> and the body. And the In- smell. Including the Taiwan portion. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> like what but that's yeah, like, y'all. That's it. You're like, yeah, my only head coaching experience was of this like <laughs> J V Taiwanese football team. Division two Taiwanese touch football. <laughs> this man's the, the Ted Lasso of Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> Except at the end I throw the dart right into someone's forehead and I have to leave. Yeah. That's 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 pretty much it, yeah. I would do that, right? They'd be like, well, did they pay you? And they're like, well, I got food. They said, if you come here, we'll pay you in food. So I went. It was pretty great. So yeah, that's that's my resume of places to live. Bertle Beach was one of them. I'm told that um, I have vague memories of this. I crawled into a drain pipe on the beach and had to be fetched out. Fetched out with, with what? Um, coercion. I oh, think. so it didn't take like an implement. Hot dog on a fishing pole. <laughs> hot dog on a fishing pole. Catch you a Spencer nice and easy with a hot dog on a fishing pole. That did that didn't work. Go get the corn <laughs> go get the corn dog on a fishing pole. This is actually how they invented the corn dog on a stick franchise. This is Spencer's dad's origin story. It was, Man, a, you know, it was a rescue device. <laughs> You, you know Myrtle Beach. You know the Myrtle Beach, like Beach Police, already have hot dog and corn dog on a fishing pole. Not specifically for me, but because that works on most locals, right? Like, distract him. Oh, hot dog on a fishing pole. Mm, I smell it. One of those is a taser, but I can never remember which. <laughs> he'll bite into they it. Get me. Yeah, he'll bite into it. And he'll go limp. It'll be amazing. Um. Yeah, the reason we're talking about I don't feel good. Reason we're talking about this is because game game of the year happened, and it didn't happen in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's certainly not there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there've been some pretty pretty memorable. Let's not discount the games that have taken place so far this year in Ann Arbor. That's true, but it didn't happen in any of the standard canonical cathedrals of the sport we call college football no no the best game of the 2020 season to this point happened in conway south carolina and it happened between coastal carolina and byu and it was scheduled in three days i love this game so much i like everything about it was absolutely delightful including the fact that BYU traveled 3,000 miles all the way across the country to go to Myrtle Beach when it wasn't real warm and then to get absolutely battered and dragged by, by a team named after a fancy chicken. And, and get in a she, fight, too. Getting, <laughs> and fight some locals. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's got to be something in it for BYU. Sure, right. <laughs> Respect our culture. I bring you good news. Like, <laughs> well, at BYU, it's like, hey, will you come here on short notice to play football with us? And BYU is like, mm, you need to sweeten the deal. And, and you know, CCU is like, we like to fight. BYU is like, bet. 
See you there. <laughs> we have no vices. I think you got one. <laughs> I think you like to fight. Well, that is true. We'll be there. We'll be there on Saturday. They just told their trucks, like they told their equipment trucks. Ross Dellinger had an article about this. They told their equipment trucks to just drive to the Carolinas. They weren't specific. They just said, you don't have to be. Okay, we already had this discussion. This is not as remarkable as it sounds. You don't know enough truckers. I mean, it's it's probably true. I think we could all stand it like. We could all stand to befriend a few more truckers. Uh, All I am saying is that, like, you don't have to worry about where in the Carolinas until the last, you know, eight hours of this three-day drive. And Myrtle Beach is not like, ooh, secluded high. Like, Myrtle Beach wants you to know it's fucking there. I just like the implication that maybe Coastal was going to cancel so they were going to, if that didn't work, they were just going to call up like App State and be like, hey, you guys played on Thursday or Friday, right? Sure. You want to double up? You feeling spry? We could go with that. Hey, Wofford, we're in your neighborhood. <laughs> Come outside, Wofford. Drop a pin, Terriers. <laughs> we're just going to start issuing fight challenges to somebody in the greater Carolinas like wow. area. Duke, Duke canceled their game with Miami to play BYU. Y'all, this is a religious school. We're actually lucky they didn't turn up at some at like Clemson and just, you know, declare actually, a holy war. It would have been very funny if Miami had gone to Duke thinking they were going to play Duke, and Duke was like, "Psych, motherfuckers! BYU, you're playing instead. Have fun!" Oh, oh they have the same colors and everything. Yes. <laughs> I think that's probably way better than what actually happened. The to annexation Duke this of yeah. Panera Bread. <laughs> We sent our second, like a Carolina gentleman would. Enjoy the duel. BYU would actually get along real well in Chapel Hill. They, they I like that. So Duke can sub out for BYU because they have the same uniforms. Yes. Coastal oh. Carolina doesn't have that luxury. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, they, they can they, sub they in for the Jaguars. To sub in. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They would be forced to sub in the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you don't ever want to do that. Oh, no. We don't want to do that. You that's don't want bad. the Jags representing you. <laughs> The Jags be Jags face off against BYU and they think are we supposed to lose to them too? Like is this does, is this is this tank? Is this part of the tank? <laughs> tank or no tank? Can we smoke during this game? And then BYU's like we like to fight and the Jags are like cool. We can't do it. All right. Let's oh, go. I have a strong feeling Coastal Carolina players smoke on the sidelines. Like unfiltered American spirit smoke on the sidelines. I roll my own. <laughs> There's some 19-year-old on Coastal Carolina who rolls his own cigarettes. I guarantee you this. There's a 19-year-old in every school that rolls their own cigarettes. Not a BYU. That'd be a violation of the honor code. Uh, You know what is... if you don't smoke them. That's true. Wow. Wow. BYU law grad, Jason Kurt. (laughs) Thanks. I'm going to be competing for uh, the L. Woods musical. Coastal (laughs) Carolina. Man... The words Coastal Carolina law really make my blood run cold, though, when I think of, like... <laughs> it's all boat law. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just Kenny Powers on a jet ski. You just memorize that picture. <laughs> or just evangelical overlord law, right? Like, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, okay, here. You got a million dollars in cash, and you need to get it from point A to point B without the feds getting to it. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? I put it hey. on a boat. That's right. <laughs> no, when, when your law professor says, "What do you do?" He's got some urgency in his voice, right? <laughs> like, I need you to tell me before they break down this door. 
This the is sheriff's right exam. outside. This is not a this is not a test. <laughs> Hurry. Let me, let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say you're teaching a law class high on some kind of insanely powerful meth. Just an idea, just floating this idea. You hypothetical. We're all yeah. on a boat right now. You owe money to Big Stanky. He's a guy like, you know, out in Charleston. Don't worry about whether he's real or not. He's real. You swindled an old lady out of a uh, storage unit that has stolen European art inside. What do you do? <laughs> now, let's say you've established a fake university called Coastal Carolina. It's strictly hypothetical. That's the name of it. Uh, what's step two? Step that's, step step two is win the College World Series. That's yeah. And then nobody then nobody. <laughs> and then that, that's actually. like Trump winning the election. Like oh shit, we're a real yeah. school now, right? Yep. Like ah oh, fuck, now we got to do school stuff. What do we need to do? Well, first we need some colors. Okay, take teal, the most popular color of 1991. <laughs> it, it it reads very much like they called the NCAA and they were like, hey, so uh, we're getting a college football program started, and they were like, great, let's uh, let's run you through the list of colors that are still available. It is a thin list. You should know. Well, I like the 1990 thing because, like, you know, any a school you want to look older than you are, right? You want Latin in the creed, and you want, you know, the, the, the school crest to look like it was designed by Romans and all that shit. Well, Coast Carolina, which was invented eight minutes ago, they look back to the ancients, you know, the Charlotte Hornets, right? Yeah, that's that, right. that's their <laughs> that's idea of, of the classics. Oh, yeah. So who is ancient to a current, a current Coastal Carolina student? Larry Your Johnson. Your parents, right? I'm going somewhere with this asshole. Go ahead. Your parents, right? Yep. And well, what was the what was the biggest, you know, cultural landmark when your parents were kids? The Charlotte Hornets. I think in the Coastal Carolina creation myth, it's the great uh, grandmama in the sky that is sure. shaping the land. Her name is Mrs. Winters. She's a Tamagotchi. It's a digital pet you can keep in your pocket. But also our God. See, I think they should swing the other way and start like saying, like, yep, we're, we're South Carolina's oldest football team. We are. We just are. And then, and then when, when somebody else gets mad about it, just be like, look at you, fighting with us, idiots. <laughs> I think Coastal Carolina should have a deep, was... long rivalry with uh, Florida Gulf Coast University. I, I do hope that they start leaning immediately into South Carolina's only undefeated college football team. I, I mean, have a uh, problem. Furman. Is no. Furman it did is Furman even playing? That's called undefeated, sir. That's not how it works. <laughs> Otherwise I've, UMass could have been undefeated. Why didn't you tell them? I've lawyered each of you so far. choice. Don't blame UMass for don't blame me for UMass's choices. Damn, Jason, this coastal Carolina law degree has turned you into a <laughs> mind samurai. Yeah. Next. Who's next? Brain genius. <laughs> you see, the problem with pretending to be the oldest college football program in South Carolina is it's gonna be about eight minutes before you get Clemson trustees in your mentions bragging about having owned slaves. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you're not milkshake duck enough. Mm, yes. Um, I think also, well, Clemson fans are going to say, actually, the universe was created 10 years ago. Genesis mm. says so. Sure. so Do you there. even have a building named after the bondage and enslavement of your fellow humans? Coast nope. Carolina's like, no, we have we have the Hardy Student Union. We have we have the dance of the ancients. That's a different kind of bondage. <laughs> yeah. 
We have the dance of the ancients we perform to honor our ancestors. The Macarena. Mm-hmm. It's an ancient song and dance. Um, the thing I love about this game is that it was a really mean, hard-hitting game where both teams were scraping and screaming and like scratching and clawing at each other for the better part of the first half. And then it got more intense. I've never seen such hostility out of nowhere. I know a lot of rivalries land flat on their face because we have such expectations for them. I feel like the reverse happened here where two teams that had no reason to dislike each other or play with the contents you should reserve for a vaunted foe happened instantly between these two teams because I don't think BYU expected to get off the bus and have to bust out the bats and razors as quickly as they did. And everything changed because the moment that, that things really sort of kicked up a degree was when, and you you know where I'm going with this, Zach Wilson threw an interception on a Hail Mary attempt at the end of the first so half. So really, he started it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use my Coastal Carolina law degree and say, absolutely, he mm-hmm. did start it. I mean, if it, he'd thrown a, thrown a better pass, we wouldn't have had all those problems. That's true. And... Once the pass is intercepted and a return begins, which it did, and a Coastal Carolina player returned it uh, and began moving upfield with some success before getting tackled around the 40-yard line, Zach Wilson went from protected quarterback, whose safety is somewhat insured by rule, he went from that to open... The other thing. The other thing. Open normal football player on a kickoff return who can be... Smashed, pummeled, and driven into the ground, just like everyone else. Do you know what is great about this particular moment in the game, Spencer? Mm. It is that the two Coastal Carolina players closest to Zach Wilson at the time realized this at about the same time <laughs> everyone else did watching at home, which means that you didn't even have to watch that closely to see the little cartoon exclamation point light up over their heads. They did the Metal Gear exclamation point. The... <laughs> Yeah, they, they spotted were... a threat. He was a threat. <laughs> were... Man's wearing then a headband. Happened? That's a football player. If you don't want to be tackled, don't wear a headband. <laughs> Jeffrey. And Go- again, he started it. Uh, the, the, I forget who the other player is, but one of them is 94, who plays Bandit on their defense, Jeffrey Gunter. One of the guys was like, hey, I'm going to go block the quarterback. And Jeffrey Gunter was like, I'm going to kill everyone he loves. Don't, and then fight, I'm a, kill don't fight a Jeff. Like, just broadly. I think it's important for young people to set manageable goals. Because they they double teamed they double teamed him and pounded him into the turf. Then what? And then did it again. And then Jeffrey Gunter began to do it a third time. And at this point, the ref kind of hauls him off like he's picking up a kitten by the scruff of his neck. And he doesn't actually seem to be that upset. It's like, you know, son, don't play with your food. So (laughs) since uh since Coast Carolina is established as a wrestling university, um, the the first move, the takedown of Zach Wilson, that was a rock bottom. That was the rock's pre finisher. Yeah, the, with the arm, the, the the falling clothesline, and then mm-hmm. dude came in and dropped the dropped the people's elbow on him. So we got an entire rock <laughs> match while, while Zach Wilson was just trying to get off the field. 
That's all Zach. Zach Wilson isn't trying to do anything but get up. He's just trying to get away from the situation. And they keep they keep basically like showboating him in the middle of the ring. And we're only laughing because this changed the entire game. We're also laughing because it was hysterically funny. But it changed the entire game. It really did because after after that point, one, Coastal Carolina was uh the governor was off. I think they were just like, hey, we can hit everyone anytime, anywhere. I think, I think this was also the point where BYU realized they had traveled on short notice to Myrtle Beach where it's too cold to putt-putt and none of them can drink. So, like, mm-hmm. God damn it, why did we Why did we come here, Dad? Also, also, I thought we were just going to play this cute little team from Carolina, and it turns out we just signed up for Fight Club. Oh, right. I got that's a the... hermit crab, and it pinched me. That's the other part of it, is that the reason this game happened is because the national media has been like, gosh, BYU sure does, you know, it feels like you should schedule a little better. Maybe Not even supposed into... to be here today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, it's really funny that... Um... BYU's best solution for this was to play a team that didn't exist like 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And, and like, that's actually true and valid. This this was the right idea by BYU. But uh, maybe maybe this, maybe the fight should have been in the parking lot beforehand. They should have played. They should have played Washington. Washington is worse than Coastal Carolina at this point. Yeah, I don't know if that gets you anything, though. <laughs> no, but but you know what you don't do? You don't lose in Myrtle Beach. Didn't they? They tried to play Washington, though. They that they, I don't know exactly what happened there. They sort of like said maybe we'll think about it, and then by then Washington was like, "Man, we'll go do something else." Because I, I think, think that, was, wa- that was the week Washington played. Uh, was it Utah? Yes, yeah, because it was the big the big comeback game. Right. So like, yeah, yeah, BYU wouldn't have got that because because Utah was going to screw BYU out of a game against Washington. How about that? Because Utah's in a power conference. So it's Utah's fault. I heard that about the, Utah. This Coastal Carolina beatdown of BYU is a transitive uh, a, Utah win. You, is you all down. thanks to Utah. Also, I love that we're it's twenty two seventeen, um, and it came down to the wire. BYU had a chance to win at the very end, but fuck all that shit. This was a beatdown. We all saw it. I mean. Uh, when one when when the winning team runs fifty four times and only passes fifteen, yeah, yeah, no, man, because this is the coastal triple option. <laughs> this Boys, team is they 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 the, this is the most NCAA fourteen playbook I've ever seen in real life. It's awesome. Uh-huh. It is, and Grayson McCall, Grayson McCall, who yeah, his name is Grayson McCall. That's the Coastal Carolina quarterback, right? Grayson McCall of the Conway South Carolina McCalls. Uh, he. He's like perfect for this system. He put a smooth fake pitch juke on a BYU defender that had me laid out. Like I had to just kind of like take a deep breath. Speaking of laid out, he pitched once over a dude who was laying it. Like BYU mm-hmm. number 11 was diving and he pitched over him. I, I have never seen that before. <laughs> yeah. You tune no. in the coastal game. He's you an see innovator. some shit. No, dude, dude was absolutely amazing, and he wasn't even their best rusher. C.J. Marable was their best rusher. It's just Grayson McCall was nice with it. That's the best way to put it. That's a triple option quarterback who is nice with it all the damn time. And physical, because everyone on Coastal Carolina really likes hitting you. Something BYU clearly sometime in the fourth quarter was like, I'm, I'm, we're very tired of this. They have forgotten the face of their father, by which I mean Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> 
Like, what's it like to... First of all, by the way, before you at me, BYU fans, A, you can reach me at 38Godfrey. B, if you don't want people laughing when your team gets punched in the dick a whole bunch of times on national TV, maybe don't field years and years and years of a team famed for nothing more often than punching other people yep. in the dick. That's Thank check, you. That, that's Chekhov's dick. Everyone knows that. Yeah, Chekhov's nut punch. It was real funny watching Coastal Carolina team due to BYU what BYU teams in their Bronco Mendenhall prime did to everyone else. I'm just I'm just real Again, pr- I'm referring to dick punching. I'm just real proud that a team from South Carolina finally played exactly like people from South Carolina act. That's everything I love. Thank you. Yes, that really yeah. is it, isn't it? Yeah. No, what are they? They're just a, a mean kind of tricksy Which, triple respect. option team that yeah. just punches people like right if, in the gooch. If Loki had not been adopted by Thor's family, mm-hmm. but when the Frost Giants like kicked him out or whatever, I know he's not. Jason, I'm fucking this up, and I'm sorry about it. If no, you're Loki, good. Okay, if Loki had not been adopted by Odin, but instead had been had tumbled sideways through time and ended up in the eastbound and down universe, that's a Shauna Clear. Absolutely. That's a South Carolinian. Yeah, and, and, and it's about time that somebody finally embraced the full brand, which, by the way, they do because what's their locker room celebrations? Wrestling. That's, that's what the Shauna Clears do after games. They drop elbows on each other through tables in the locker room. <laughs> I think every team in the Sun Belt does that. It's awesome. <laughs> Like the Georgia Southern's play. coach is out there belting shit with folding chairs. I <laughs> ever feel like we're watching the wrong Carolinas play football. As the official, as the I mean, before last night, as the official sponsor of Sunbelt football, Mid South Airlines has long recognized this synergy. BYU, you, you best stay your ass out of Conway, South Carolina. Now I'm picturing Will Muschamp struggling to unfold a ladder. Will Muschamp taking the ladder and beating the floor with it in the assumption that the briefcase is underneath the ring. It's an extended ladder, but just let him tire himself out. Hey, listen, Will Muschamp's always won that money in the bank match, though. Always. That's depressing. So depressing. (laughs) I think so. That's the one where like someone knocks it down and he picks it up. I earned this. I I earned. I did this every time. I did it. I went sixteen to twenty-four. Give me. Give me. 16 million bucks. <laughs> That's not even a joke. Like, we don't even have to joke about that. We're just like, you just have to read what he did and how much money he got for it. That's the Uber. Oh, God. What's South Carolina's athletic department budget for next year running out right now? The negative their two? Deficit? Negative two no, million deficit. Or so. No, it's a, it's a negative number and it's pretty high. I can't remember it specifically. I can't decide if it's actually fifty million or if I'm just being dramatic. It's okay. They only have to pay the new coach three million, so mm. only three mil. I have something to say about Shane Beamer that I want to get off my heart. Please speak on it. All right, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some stipulations first. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we go into this conversation, uh, stipulated. Let's take us back, right, Ryan? That's what that means, right? Correct. Okay. Stipulate first that uh, this search so far for South Carolina has not sounded super promising, right? That it does not sound like they want out to go. They want to go out and get any of maybe the actually interesting young coaches out there and instead want to uh, slide Shane Beamer on over into that on his daddy's coattails, right? Here's the thing. And I'm not saying that 
uh, South Carolina is right to do this. I think it is dumb the way they're doing this. I'm not sure that anybody else who is not a fairly young guy and some sort of coach's son could survive the South Carolina job. Like, the process sucks, but do you want anybody you actually like to take the South Carolina job? Because that's going to kill somebody. Hell no. It's impossible. Like, I'm not sure anybody who – Shane Bieber's going to have jobs wherever he wants in coaching for the rest of his life, uh, up to and, you know, beyond any kind of major malfeasance being discovered on his part. Good afternoon, Hugh Freeze. Stop texting me. Uh, this this gig right now feels like it can only be survived by someone who's going to be bulletproof no matter what. Now, that's not an excuse for the way they conducted the process, but I kind of don't want a promising coach to take this job. I want the promising coach to take a promising job. Don't you? Yeah, this is not a promising job. Uh-uh. Here I is, think we um, should make Lou Holtz do it again. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Here's anyway, what did I, I did I convey that? Like, I'm not happy with the way they've conducted this, but if they get Shane Beamer, I'm like, he might have the best chance of anybody of surviving whatever the fuck is going to happen to him. This is kind of a play stupid By which games. I mean he's going to get paid and leave in 2024. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes kind of thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, here is the only telling thing about Shane Beamer's hiring, because I have no idea if it's going to work or not. I suspect most of the things that people are saying to get excited about it, he recruits real well, and he's been here before, like could be said about he a lot of other kids. He loves his kids. Yeah. Not how far that goes with Spencer. Here, here, is, here is the most telling thing, and you can interpret this however you want. Steven Garcia is fucking amped for this hire. If you made a decision, if you made a business decision, and you found out through the grapevine that Steven Garcia was fucking excited about the house you bought or the car you leased. What if the... I'm buying a shipping container of swords? Is In that, that a case, decision? I think so. What it okay. depends. Well, no, it could be personal. I'm not here okay. to judge. Oh, no, it's, oh, it's personal. I, I would, I would have a moment of pause if I made a multi-million dollar decision and somewhere publicly, Steven Garcia was like, fuck yeah, dog. You fucking killed it. I'd be like, oh, no, I'm ruined. Oh, boy. (laughs) You always need to know who's on. Like, you always need to look around and see, like, who's cheering you on. Right. Mm. That's that. That's if if you're in this situation, you're like, man, these people are loving it. You're like, go look and see who these people are. It's very important. I shouldn't have bought this. This decommissioned airline shit. Why did (laughs) I do this? (laughs) Oh, no. That's okay. We're going to turn it to Mid-South Airlines. (laughs) We'll expand it. We'll fly from Myrtle Beach to Myrtle Beach. I think Let's go the, up in the air and come down. Steven Garcia, him being on board, that is critical to winning back the Myrtle Beach recruiting quadrant away that from the coast of Carolina. That is fair. Because like, apparently they got good football players there. South Carolina, weren't they on your team? Maybe you should switch to Teal. That's a fair point. Steven Garcia, of course, in, uh, originally from Tampa, Florida. Stand yeah, up. That's the same thing. That's the yep. same thing. The Myrtle Beach of Florida. I you got a lot of Myrtle Beaches. It's all it's all Myrtle Beach. It's Ocala and then all Myrtle Beach. <laughs> what was the what was the algorithm I did last night in Discord that South Carolina is half Florida and half Tennessee, but that North Carolina is also half Florida and half Tennessee, but then also half Virginia? Yeah, that's this sounds is right. the trick. I, the Carolinas do not have personalities of their own. 
I think there is banking's there, a personality. Just barbecue. <laughs> like they got they got eighteen hundred distinct barbecue sauces, and that's it. Yeah. Mm, cookout might be a personality. That's true. Oh, it's it's mine. Eggnog shake. Yeah. Seasonal shake might be my personality. Master seasonal shake. <laughs> Master shake, but North Carolinian, that's quite wow. Master damn. shake, but make it seasonal. Um I do know that they were talking at one point to Tony Elliott, who Tony Elliott is Clemson's offensive coordinator, really highly regarded assistant. See, why would you want that for him? That, yeah, see, Tony Elliott is not dumb. Tony wasn't going to take that job. Even if it was even if it was in the bag and it was like, hey, it is yours to take, that is also mine to turn down because that is a... That's a de- I want to say like, dead I'm end. Gonna, I'm going to say this out loud. I'm sorry. Go to Vanderbilt. You, you want to level up into the SEC so bad? Go see if you can get that Vanderbilt job because that is way likelier to succeed. Damn, is it, is it, is it that... I'm not arguing. I'm just saying out loud. Is it that bad that you would rather take the Vandy gig than take? The I self- would. Vandy don't got to play Clemson. Every Vandy year. also don't got to play Texas A&M every year. Vandy which also that's, that's going to start to suck a lot. Yeah. Vandy also gets to play like post Kiffin scandal Ole Miss. They get to play <laughs> Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. South Carolina gets to do that too, and it's not mm. usually that stressful. Um, yeah, there is one, there is one part of the South Carolina hiring process that I really, really enjoyed, and that was the part where Scott Satterfield made Louisville fans fucking hate his guts. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, so like, he wants yeah, out of there it, so it bad. Y'all, already... this is not him angling for a raise. He wants out of there so bad. It it, it had already been. Uh... There were already complaints from Louisville fans about him, like, you know, rumors being floated or whatever. Right, right. And, you know, everyone is assuming this is, like, agent floating, trying to get a new deal. It's not. And then it comes out that uh, he had a conversation with the South Carolina Gamecocks, who happened to be in the market to hire a new football coach. Uh, and, it, of course, there was no interest in, in, uh, in, in seeking the job or taking the job, just, you know, mm. talking to them about their vacant job Friends that is the same title as the his. Dark. <laughs> and now he's done the thing that Justin Fuente did where you like flirted a little too publicly with a job that's not quite good enough for your cuz cuz if Scott Satterfield had done this done this for um the Florida job or the Texas job or the Michigan job or something like I I don't think Louisville fans would have been that pissed off but because it was the South Carolina job because it was a job that Louisville fans can, with good reason, say, "Really? It's that is is it that much better than what you have here? It's not, is it, Scott?" And he did it a little too publicly. Now, just like all of that goodwill from that first really good year, that post Petrino turnaround, it's all he like pissed it all away so that he could what have have dinner <laughs> with the fucking South Carolina Louisville, athletic director? Louisville's Jesus. like, give us Barabbas Petrino. <laughs> <laughs> but his dick's out. We don't care. Fine. We love it. <laughs> At least it doesn't talk to South Carolina. <laughs> oh, when you can get you the- help me carry my wood? <laughs> we- oh, Why? <laughs> When you get the when you get the chance, I, I hereby bequeath the voice to Ryan. 
I'm, I am free of it. Genie, I am free. I no longer. It's all no. Ryan's now. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Jason, Spencer became our ranking Scott last weekend, and now Jason is bequeathing Bobby Point Trino. Just, He's ready to complete some kind of Gandalf transformation. Yeah, I'm just Jason shedding everything. Yeah. I'm. I just actually Spencer took Dusty Rhodes from me on this episode. I got wow. That's, shit. I mean, I we we left. both we both do. Dusty Rhodes is big enough for Dusty Rhodes is for the. I'm kidding. Dusty Rhodes is for the people. Oh he is shit, y'all! When does Gandalf come back? At he's, the he's, turn of the tide. At the turn of the tide, Daddy. <laughs> God, that movie would be so much better. I mean, it's perfect as is, but God, I would have been so happy if it had been Dusty Rhodes riding over that hill. Shadow facts. I see, I see below me, hell's deep, Sauron. I've, I've literally got the four horsemen with me. Gimli, stretch your hands across the sky. I see that hand. I want you to reach out and touch that television screen in front of you, inside of hell's deep. Up here on this hill, that's the highest hill I've ever been on. Where I come from, Austin, Texas, we don't have hills like this one. <laughs> oh, God. So when you see that singlet on the horizon, that polka dot singlet on the horizon. <laughs> it's floating in the breeze, Daddy. Rick Flair. I see you alive with Sauron and Sour Man. Gandalf, Gandalf the White, are you back or is this, is this just a dream? It is a dream! The American dream! <laughs> Dusty Gandalf the White! Not that kind of white. Gandalf just, just wearing white. Gandalf the Dusty. <laughs> oh, God. Gan- Gan- Gandalf of, of all ethnicities at once. My face hurts. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm really excited for Server to get to this part in the show and just wet his pants. <laughs> um, I I do have a um, I have a, a health warning regarding a prescription. Besides what we just did, yeah, all yeah, right. <laughs> we're gonna, we we provide information about health and wellness to the people all the time. People always say that about the full cast. Uh-huh. And I wanted Ooh. to go ahead and, and look give... at how great public health is going in 2020. That's, hey, we're in charge, and the results speak for themselves. I want to give you a warning about the prescription medication known as Bonix. Bonix, um, do not take if your team is in a close game with Texas A&M. Um, there may be feelings of euphoria. For instance, a spectacular touchdown run where I think Bonix legit had two guys on his back at one point trying to tackle him and somehow spun out of it. Um, that will be accompanied with a bleeding of the eyes and the eventual loss to, say, a team like Texas A&M. I watched most of that A&M and Auburn game, and I don't know what position Bo Nix plays. I know a position he does not play. Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, mm-hmm. any of the positions that could potentially tackle a Texas A&M running back. He doesn't nope. play any of those. And And... I, I don't think he's particularly uh, well-equipped just by looking at him. On the other hand, A&M ran for 313 yards on 47 carries. So it might have been worth the shot. Fuck it. I mean, they should have tried it, right? It would have been funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like Bo Nix hasn't had to make a tackle before. That's fair. That's fair. That, that, that happens to him reasonably frequently. Right, that I think we could say, oh no, he has some experience with it. Right, he knows how to pursue. 
He does know how to pursue. He's very strong. I did see that, because every time I'm willing to write off Bo Nix completely as a quarterback, he does something like carry two guys on his back while figuring out the play. Do you know what kind of strength you have to have to allow that kind of indecision without actually going down? There was a moment in that play where he's sitting there going, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do. <laughs> There's like three guys trying to pull him down, and for a second he gets to go, I think I'm just going to sit here and maybe have a mint. Maybe just relax. Oh, I should run for a touchdown. And he does. Auburn's so confusing, I, y'all. <laughs> I would say uh, Bonex feels like a, a real Taysom Hill type, but Taysom Hill's out here throwing for, you know. Sweeping the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> throwing for like 450 yards on the year against the Falcons, something like that. So. I got some things to say about Drew Brees' ribs. How many does he have? He's got a lot I feel of like because he is so short that his ribs are closer together, and that is why he injured so many of them at once. Like an like they Like broke one, mm-hmm. and that broke the next one, and that broke mm-hmm. the next one. Like oh. a marimba. Sure. He's put together like a marimba. But also... This man is just one big pile of Tetris pieces waiting for the... the, the Tetris the, pieces the and uh, shoddily constructed vitamins. So you got... <laughs> You got 24 ribs. What? Is that true? Yeah. yeah. I think that's true. You have... Yeah. This was... When when the rib news came out, everyone Googled it and what is... And like... Everyone at once was like, what the fuck? I didn't know I have... (laughs) Wait. Yeah. What? Uh, Are we all touching ourselves right right now in the torso? So you have... You have 12 sets. Four. Or 24 total. Or two sets. Yeah. <laughs> He's thinking about an ankylosaurus yeah. again. I am. I am. <laughs> but yeah, you have 24 ribs. And he had 11 of them broken. But I have one less, right? No, you have one less. I think it's it's just that's what that's like Spencer's that not that old. He's not that's, Adam. That was the joke I was trying to get to. Thank you. Yeah. Um I just don't know what on earth you're doing playing with like two broken ribs. Much less 11. Have y'all ever broken a rib? Yeah. It hurts to breathe. It sucks. It's real bad. Got so many of them, how would you even know? There's probably one rub... broken all the time. I feel like you should rub vitamins on it. but <laughs> That's what he's going to he's gonna say. He'll be like, yeah, Advocare just got me through this. I just rubbed Advocare these, I got on these it. copper jammies that uh, <laughs> are basically like a hyperbaric chamber that you can wash on gentle. Just Brett Favre driving up on his tractor in the middle of the night to the Breeze Estate going, I got a copper fit for you, buddy. It's going to fix everything. Well, fortunately, the Saints didn't need Taysom Hill today because, or didn't need Drew Brees today because they had Taysom Hill throw 37 times and it worked. <laughs> I don't think Brett Favre's allowed to drive after dark or in her houses in the state of Louisiana. Not that Sean Payton's overly concerned about his own job security, but, you know, he, he's pretty much got to know that, like, beating the Falcons twice is half the job. Yeah, especially if you can do it while, you know, having Taysom Hill just air the ball out all day long. <laughs> That's just the extra obnoxious. <laughs> He's a football genius. God, I'm so excited for the Jaguars to pay Taysom Hill a shitload of money. <laughs> what the fuck? They're, to- <laughs> They're totally going to do that. Oh, no, it's coming. And Richard's going to lose his mind. <laughs> and then you Taysom- said you wanted to establish the run. And then Taysom Hill is going to have, like, two good games, and Jags fans are going to be like, fuck yeah, Duval! Duval! And then he's going to be trash forever. We're all forever. Mormons now. 
Richard, you said you wanted to establish the run. What's more established than a quarterback who's 37 years old coming out of college? But still that runs man a, has a pension. But still runs a 4-5. That's right. God, the fittest dad. He is. How, how, do, how do you keep so in shape, Taysom Hill? Uh, it's, I, I got a church work, workout group. We call it CrossFit, but, you know, it's CrossFit. I go out there and I throw 37 times in an NFL game. Keeps you pretty fit. Yeah. You know. I also did want to point out this, that uh, there was something that I didn't really, uh, I mean, I knew that they were having that year, but I didn't realize how big that year is. Um, if <laughs> if I was That's State, not a new problem for you. I Thank you. It's that hurtful or untrue. If Iowa State wins their ninth game, if they win the Big 12 championship, this is, of course, assuming that we get to play that game. Uh, Iowa State will win nine games. Iowa State has only won nine games two times before in their entire history. Their entire century plus of playing football. And they that's that would be the third time. Period. And, and the, so the last one, the year 2000, um, that year was so spectacular. They finished all of 25th. <laughs> I feel like they, if they pull it off this year, they're going to finish a good bit higher than that. The one before I, it was uh, so nineteen oh six. So they've never won six. They've never won ten games, correct? Never right. won ten games. So in theory, if they win, if they win the Big Twelve championship and they win, let's say their bowl game, let's say they don't make the playoff, but they went, they get a bowl game. Yeah, they could, they could literally do something no team, <clears throat> no program has ever, no school, god damn it, that they have never done in program history. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, no, never. And also... In a season where they lost to Louisiana. Uh-huh. That is People correct. People forget about by, that. By 17 points. Not close. They got their, they got stomped by Louisiana. 18. I know there were some special teams shit and whatever, but you lost by 17. And who mm-hmm. beat those Cajuns? That's Coastal right. Carolina. Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Carolina. Transitive W over, Ohio, uh, over Iowa State. I said Ohio State. Let's roll with that, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those insane... Skull wamping, strip mall arsonists, clad in heel, mullet wearing. <laughs> Is there a more beautiful phrase than strip mall arsonists? No, I submit not, especially when associated with the most beautiful team of 2020, Coastal Carolina. I too submit not. This, uh, this man hates Payless shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this man. This man will tackle anyone in this mall into this fountain of this empty mall that only has an orange Julius and a mega church left I'll, in it. I'll fuck up a Carvel. Don't test me. <laughs> um, you know, I kidnapped this. I kidnapped the sample lady at the mall only Chick-fil-A. You know, I'm banned from Carolina pottery in every state except the Carolinas. That's not a joke. <laughs> She's not joking about that. No. Um, going back to Iowa State real quick. Matt Campbell said the best four year run in that program's history. The best, like the best. So for, Auburn is, job. That's, yeah, we're, Shit, we're going way past Auburn. Let's give this man the Patriots job soon as okay. <laughs> let's fire Belichick and get this guy in here. Bill might actually admit that if you like, he did what at Iowa State. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, you tell Bill like, hey, hey, here's a weird job for you. Go replace Iowa State's greatest coach. Yeah, okay, I'll do that. Oh, that sounds pretty fascinating. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we're on to TCU. Man, he might love that shit. Nobody's going to talk to him there. That's true. Um, 
we're, we're everyone's gonna... like, you know, he comes in with a sweatshirt with the sleeves coming off, and Iowa State admins are like, oh, you going to a fancy dress party? <laughs> Jason, we got a little uh, podcast business here. I'm, I'm going to sing the song. What song? Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> podcast business. Podcast business. What's that business? Podcast business. It's a business. A uh, fancy chicken. Yeah, that's a shanta clear it. It's got a gun. Does it? Acorns.com slash full cast. So you can be as, as classy as Coastal Carolina itself. You can, hey, hey. Matt Campbell. How about this? Well, there's that. But what if we use acorns.com slash full cast to encourage everyone to become Coastal Carolina boosters? Shant. Sh- oh. Yeah. Shag sure. chickens. The uh, the app itself is uh it's it's pretty close to teal I think this is teal teal and white it is on my phone at least so like what this is it's the country's leading saving and investing app it rounds up dollars from your purchases you can set an automated amount like a dollar a week or three dollars a week or whatever uh, and it all goes in one pile and then magic investment stuff happens and your pile has grown. Um, I have recently on this program commented on the fact that I had made nine cents and then seventeen cents. We're up to forty-three cents. In addition to the money that it's funneling away from a place where I can spend it, it's storing this money in a place that I cannot harm it, and also has already added forty-three cents and counting. the The line is going up, so. If this National Signing Day, if there's a little bit of a little bit of a, of a confusion as to why Coastal Carolina ranks so highly, Acorns.com/fullcast might this be is, the reason this why. Is, this is in line with Coastal Carolina's history as well, because Joe Molia, who kind of like helped build that program, not not at the very beginning, but like was a big part of their start, the starting road to prominence comes from a big finance background like yeah. was a, it was ceo of a major investment group and like i guess what i'm saying is acorns could you could have your not just support coastal carolina you could start your own you could go find some other school that doesn't even have football and you could say like, like hey, south carolina absolutely wouldn't you know that be we crazy we're gonna start we'll start land- a football team at we're gonna south start carolina. landlocked carolina <laughs> university that's nebraska <gasps> That's oh. Clemson. <laughs> oh, okay. So the prospects are good, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, if you if it's if so, Teal, Nebraska. My God, that would have owned the. 90s. Oh dear God, do they even? Do Nebraskans even see Teal? Like, what do their eyes present it as? I think they're just now getting it. They okay. still do the balloon thing at Teal, Nebraska, except you huff it. You huff all the hair. <laughs> Honestly, if the balloons end up in their pockets and not in the gullets of waterfowl, that's probably a better outcome. They're trying to kill the Chanticleer. It's a shitty habit, Nebraska. Quit it. Acorns.com slash fullcast to claim your $5 bonus. Sorry for cussing in the ad read. That was an, that was an outstanding read, Jason. Spencer, it is time for you to play my unnamed Broadway game. Oh, no, this, this is so good, by the way, because I completely forgot and That's am right. stunned, shocked, Brian, and surprised. at one point, you have to give him the same musicals too in a row and see if he can get it right <laughs> I'll be so annoyed when he gets it right the, same, the second time. Um, you won't. Okay, so Spencer, this week I'm going very easy. I am just doing adaptations. So these are okay. other, these are, in this case, they're all movies. Some of them were books as well. 
<clears throat> that got turned into musicals. Two of them are real. Two of them were really turned into musicals. One was not. So I'm just going to give you the title. I assume you know. If, you, if for some reason you haven't heard of any of these three, you can say so. But I am confident you have. Okay? Okay. So and I have to tell you. Okay. Fair. All right. So again, two real, one fake. I'm just going to give them to you in alphabetical order. American Psycho. Basic Instinct. And Carrie. I know Carrie's real. So that leaves Basic Instinct. How do you know Carrie's real? Because uh, I just remember in my head going, okay, there's a Carrie. Like, okay. I don't think I'm responsible for this one. It's ringing a bell. Well, that happens in Carrie, too. I'm going to go with Basic Instinct being the fake one. God damn it! How does this keep happening? Fuck me! Fuck! Yeah, that's the lead song in the Basic Instinct musical. <laughs> I hate you. That's another song. Yeah. That's, yeah, wow. you're just, you're, <laughs> that's the end of that. A lot. You're just that's the end off. of act one. That's the last <laughs> song in act one. <sighs> so let's talk about the American Psycho musical because it's a doozy. <laughs> that's a recent one too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus Carrie. I thought Carrie was a little bit. I thought Carrie was like in the 80s or something. I thought that. The, oh, did it, they revive it, it recently? I think so. I just I like okay. that one. I remember being real, and then I feel like I saw that in L.A. Honestly, you, I I split the difference by going, okay, well, which one would make a better musical? Sure. And American Psycho would obviously make oh, a better thank musical. Oh, God, a disaffected man plotting to kill people and singing about it. No, I was just thinking that, like, you know. Oh, you, I'm yelling about American Psycho being a musical, not about you. Okay, well, the, I was just thinking that, like, you know, you could do Hip to Be Square, right? So, you could do that. Mm. You think Huey Lewis would license it? Uh, yes, I do. I, I can think. tell you the uh, the person who wrote the the music and lyrics for American Psycho, Duncan Sheik. No. Yep. yep. Ryan, why don't we we should do name somebody who has not done music and lyrics? Who is who? Uh, okay, yeah. Like pick a fair. pop star. Sure. Yeah, because if you because if you got me on that, if you've been like, hey, has Duncan Sheik written a musical? I'm 50-50. I'm just guessing. Right. Right? Fair. God, that's amazing. Although, <sighs> well, if, you congratu- said Bo- if you said Bono on the edge, I'd be like, no way. I'm you starting to-, to feel like J- I'm starting to feel like Spencer likes musicals. Like, oh, for, all his music, anti-broad- for all his anti-Broadway bullshit, mm. I'm starting to think that Spencer likes musicals. Because he's- no, Spencer saying he doesn't like musicals are just his way of putting up a wall against him and other people who are performing emotions that he doesn't understand. Yeah. No, no, no. It's I, 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 people singing, people singing live, in front of an audience, and it's not like a concert setting. I, it's the cringiest thing for me. I can't. Yeah, it's it's very uncomfortable. So like when somebody starts singing as part of the plot, I get profoundly uncomfortable. Unless okay. it's Russell, unless it's Russell Crowe and Les Misérables, in which case I'm like, at last, the perfect voice for the character all right well fuck off julie andrews you heard it here first (laughs) (laughs) this this is why he took such a violent stance against our boy stanley tucci that makes sense still unforgivable do you think we could get spencer to be in a musical oh absolutely he has a real pirates of penzance vibe (laughs) 
Oh, by which you mean he's Kevin Klein? Yeah, that's real accurate. <laughs> that's real accurate. So I'm going to be over here. Um, <laughs> talking about Indiana. Uh, listen, actually, I think he wants to think. I'm going to say something even meaner. I actually think he's more Kenneth Branagh. Wow. So like I said, I'm just going to be over here. In you don't my, even know what I'm talking in about. In my healing envelope of positivity and light. You don't even know what I'm talking about. And uh, being compared to Kenneth Branagh is never a good thing. You don't know that. Uh, it could I'm be way worse. Sure it could be way, way worse. worse. <laughs> um, Indiana had 217 yards of offense and still beat Wisconsin. Do you know why? Because I'll tell you why. Hmm. It's because one of their play cards has the Olive Garden logo <laughs> above the Ace Hardware logo. That's why. <laughs> that kind of strength can't be, you can't beat it. I what, swear to God. Or particle board. <laughs> the, the combination of the two. <laughs> the, second, the second I saw Roger Sherman like screen cap that, I was like, Indi- this is absolutely Indiana's year in the Big Ten. You're channeling Ace Hardware, Ace Hardware, and Olive Garden. Ace is the place for the the healthy, helpful Italian family meal stop. Are you kidding me? You know what I thought when I saw the two of them together. To quote Tom Allen, "That's a special team. That's a special team right there. The special bond. They love each other." That sign suggests to me, like, hey. I, I'm going to Google how to build my own olive garden in my backyard. <gasps> Quarantine project. Quarantine backyard personal <laughs> olive garden. Like most people. Okay, I know that this has happened. Nope, we're doing this. What, do you, what commercial structure do you build in your backyard for quarantine? Okay, well, like Tyrese. Tyrese that's actually. That's not a store. That's a person. No, but like Tyrese built his own <laughs> Benihana. He has his okay. own Benihana in his backyard. Yeah, sure. Because he loves Benihana so much, and apparently this is a thing with athletes, Define, right? Okay, does he have his own Benihana, or does he have a hibachi station? He has a little Japanese-looking... It looks like the Benihana restaurant with the blue roof, Okay. right? Okay. So. And it's in his backyard, okay. and it has the same doors and the same grill. He has a guy come in, and somebody comes in and does like the little clack, 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 hibachi, uh, you know, egg-balancing onion volcano bit for him and guests actually lived in asia and this is the best description you can muster yes well it's not like he's a writer it's not like i'm a writer god as his former editor that's very true so like i said in this healing envelope of light and warmth that i am existing in right now i will tell you about the commercial structure i would put in my backyard but i want but i want to know it's tyrese (laughs) commercial structure is tyrese who now that he has patched up his feud with vin diesel is welcome in our home again uh, Ryan, I want to hear yours first, though. What would Chili's, you Chili's 2. <laughs> you specifically want the airport Chili's yes. with the little promenade? Yes, I want I want the experience of I want cheese having, fries, but I want a limited menu. I want, I, want, I want to eat Chili's, but I also want to worry about timeliness. Actually, I like... You know what, Ryan? I like this because you're getting... You know, you're getting Southwestern egg rolls, but you're also keeping yourself humble. That's right. I want a blue margarita that I have to chug because I'm late for my connection. Jason, what would you build? Um, hang on. What are we talking about? We would Talk put, about Bama. We would put which commercial restaurant chains... Built. I just said which commercial structure. It could be anything. It could be, yeah. We'll, we'll, it could be a Top Golf. Yeah. 
like Ryan would put a Chili's too in his backyard. Oh, uh, okay. I so I had been playing Among Us um, because the musicals had have been happening. I'll step aside from that now. Sorry. Are you the imposter? <laughs> Please refer to it by its canonical name. Amongst no, us. I'm no, I'm not the imposter. I've done all my electrical tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer, have you told the show what happened the first time your youngest played Amongst Us? Uh, I will. I'm going to get uh, Jason. So I have to build a business in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It's not a business. It's more of a like a personal, a personal it, it's version. It's like a personal. Yeah, it's just for okay. You. Well, well, you're not so, worried about like keep making it run a profit. As a person who's raised on personal pan pizzas, I'm gonna have a personal pan pizza hut. It, oh, does it have dude. a buffet? Does it have a buffet? Does it have uh, a Pac-Man? Yeah, table? we're gonna go with the old style uh, yes. shrine. We're gonna go oh, with the shrine. The pagoda, red glass cl- cups. Uh, we're gonna That's have such a good pick. Uh, and then in Pac-Man five years, table. you can turn yeah. it into like a chiropractor office. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. a funeral home or a gun <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, vapes anything. <laughs> I'm gonna turn it into a university. That's how Joe Biden could heal this country. You be can't like, spell UT without Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the. Uh, Backwards. <laughs> if Joe Biden announces he's moving all executive functions to a like burnt out pizza hut, it's really hard to get. God, he'd win this nation back. Um, I think I would put. Uh, Did Holly go? No, of course not. No. Well, let Holly Does it matter? Go. No. Holly, what are you picking? Oh, why do you think I asked this question? Laser tag. Good pick. Thank you. Moving on. Damn, that's strong. I know. And you would have seen it buried. Just like you bury all my hopes. <laughs> I think, didn't I make you dinner tonight? I that's tried. it? <sighs> anyway. I can get that at my Chili's too. <laughs> In my backyard. <laughs> also, no, you made me lunch. It was daytime. <laughs> that's how I know. Um... I think I would put, uh... oh, God, you know what? I, I think I would put. You went to last just to be a drama queen? You didn't even have a good idea? No, I think, you know what I would put for what? nostalgia's sake? I want to put a sunglass hut back there. Do you I... don't even know what those are. I Do I wear sunglasses? <laughs> no. Jesus. I don't. So, like, you just want to walk past it? What a trash pick. Yeah. I want a Sam Goody. But I don't have any money. You might as well just put a baby gap in there, you idiot. <laughs> I could. You know what? That's a perfectly good pick, too. No! Because well, then people then are going to come to your house and be like, why do you have a baby gap in your backyard? You don't no, have but a also baby. You get a, also, you get a trail of moms, and they're like, oh, he's bona fide. Yeah. He's got a sunglass hut, and he's got a, he's got a small, desperate mall in his backyard. Speaking of small and desperate, you should have picked Blockbuster Video, but whatever. Mm. <laughs> Hell will freeze over before I even see a cute, ironic version of Blockbuster Video back in my world, Buster. You can trash it. That's the whole point. Ugh, what I have to do everything. Just keep going. <laughs> so mad. I'm going to Holly's laser tag. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, here's the joke Holly's laser tag, those aren't laser guns. No, they're not. That, that's fine. They have, lasers, they have lasers on them, but that's not what they're for. LASIK tag. That's fine. I was really Welcome, under... Welcome, all Cub Scouts. I was really under-informed of how we scored points in this version of laser tag. 
<laughs> why did I have to present game. my? Why did you have to present my health insurance card before? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> why did you call your laser tag company the most dangerous game? <laughs> because we hunt you for sport. <laughs> why did you call it gun tag? Well, here, you're it. <laughs> um. No, I would have knife tag. Speaking of guns. Oh yeah. Bang bang. <laughs> Cowboys! Oh, what's in this edition of OAN News? Uh, TCU? Oklahoma State, a wonderful win. A wonderful win over TCU this week. Uh, oh, and he losing. Yeah. <laughs> is what I should have gone with. Um, TCU uh, did actually, according to the fake news, they beat Okie State despite having five turnovers. Five? I'm sorry I said you were Kevin Klein with a thyroid problem. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a bit, it's a bit late now. I'll be a mic. No, Kenneth Branagh is naturally puffier, so I feel like that's an okay fit by itself without adding hurtful modifiers. I'm just going to be sitting here behind my cool sunglasses in my healing envelope of personal warmth and light. Mm, you said that. You should write a song about it. And talking about how TCU coughed at the ball five times and still managed to win this game because something is seriously wrong with Okie State. Something I'm sure the coach will remedy by spending the offseason hunting snakes and something to do with fluoridation mm -hmm. and reading uh, and reading conspiracy theories. That's what's going to fix all this. Well, listening to them. Yeah, he doesn't no, yeah, strike me as a reader. It's conspiracy theories on tape. This is the only reason he knows how to pronounce Sun Tzu. And they get Ewan McGregor to do it. He's really, it's really soothing, actually. It is. Now, he's still nude on the cover, because that's just, <laughs> it's mandatory when you're deal, dealing with Ewan McGregor. But yeah, if the Big 12 were any more random, it'd be the Pac-12 this year. And would the Pac-12. Like, would you like to talk about the Pac-12? Because I have a Pac-12 thing to talk about. <laughs> You know what? You could talk about anything with the Pac-12 because that's how random it is. I, I would like I would ahead. like to talk about Cal, They're Oregon. playing right now. How's that going? That is correct. That is also a thing that is happening. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Cal-Oregon game. At the start of the fourth quarter, Cal led 21-17. This was not a lead that felt particularly strong or likely to hold up because Oregon was driving. And at one point, they had third and one at the Cal 18. They got stuffed twice. Turned the ball over on downs. Oregon then held Cal to a three and out. They got back to the Cal 42-yard line, and then they fumbled. Oregon held Cal to another three and out. Then they went three and out themselves. They had to punt it from their own three-yard line. <clears throat> Cal got the ball at the Oregon 42. Uh, at that point, the Bears, uh, they shortly faced a fourth and three from the Oregon 35. They picked that one up. Then they had a third and three where they ran for a loss of two yards. Now, running the ball made some sense because they were trying to just burn clock and make Oregon make a decision about having to use a timeout. Uh, but that gave them <clears throat> fourth and five from the Oregon 25. Spencer, what did they do at that point, if you know? On fourth and five from the Cal 25? From the, from the Oregon 25. I'm sorry. From so the at that point, it's a, what, 42, 43-yard field goal? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, they tried to go for it, didn't they? They did try to go for it. They went for it. They did not complete a pass. Oregon got the ball back with 154 to go. They got to the Cal 38 with 52 seconds left. Holly, what did they do at that point? What? 
You tweeted about it. Oh, is this the fumble? Is this the this second is the fumble? fumble? This is the second fumble, yes. Okay, this is a fumble, a forced fumble that was so beautiful that it looked like a fight sequence in a movie. It was it was pretty magical. Like he spun he spun dude into like a barrel roll. Correct. Uh so the twenty one seventeen we started the fourth quarter with, that was the final. Oregon in the last quarter alone had three possessions go into Cal territory. They came away with zero points thanks to two fumbles and a turnover on downs. Was it because Cal was taking advantage of anything? No. Cal's fourth quarter had two three and outs <laughs> and a turnover on downs of their own, and they still fucking won. This was the most hilarious. No, you win. 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 No, you win game i've seen in a long long time and that's how cal that's how a nobody wanted to own the libs that's how that's how a cal got their first win um there was also a point in that first fourth down uh that cal went for that was like a fourth and three i think at the 35 you know you know who was the the color commentator on this call spencer no that would be rod gilmore who in the middle of this in the middle going through some shit in the middle of this game he became aware of the existence of alpacas Yes. I'm not making... That's pro- no, that's probably the best way to put what happened. Again, this is how Pac-12 the Pac-12 is this year. The Pac-12 has become even more random. Our boy Rod Gilmore just decided to just talk about uh, talk about alpacas enthusiastically. Um, this was not a blowout, mind you. This was in the middle of a competitive game. That's correct. Um, on the 4th and 3 from the 35, Rod was convinced... The thing to do was kick the ball, either punt it or field goal. He didn't care. Uh, he was eventually talked out of that. And at one point in late in this game, Rod was going on about how getting this win was important for Cal, not just because, you know, it's a win in, in your division and it's over Oregon and blah, 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 but because Cal needed this win so that they could start working their way towards bowl eligibility. A thing that the NCAA just said wasn't a thing like, seven weeks ago at this point (laughs) like he was going on about how well if they win this then they win two more that's three and three and then you're bowl eligible and it's like rod that hasn't been a thing for since like early october also cal's not thinking about bowl eligibility at any what are you talking about it was it was a really magical time i recommend it uh not that highly actually yeah um this was, of course, uh, I, this was a pattern this weekend, um, in terms of in terms of teams that had no wins or teams that had absolutely no hope coming in and just waxing people. What the fuck happened to Marshall? Listen, there is a whole, there is a trio, there is a trio of hilarious losses in the uh, group of five that just each more chaotic than the next. First, uh, hopeless Eastern Michigan came into Swagger in Western Michigan uh, without a loss. And Eastern Michigan left with a win, and Western Michigan left with their first loss against all odds. That was kind of wacky. Not as wacky as this. Yeah, Marshall, averaging something like 37 points a game, decided to take a week off from all that scoring and lost 20 to nothing to food. You sound upset. Marshall, of course, uh, a three-touchdown favorite <laughs> and lost by three touchdowns. Lost by three Pretty scores. good. Rice almost covered Marshall's spread. <laughs> they, they just got, said, no, we they got, got that. They got shut out. They got shut out. 
<laughs> by Rice. This they got exercise and fresh air. This game was proof that home field magic is real and also very, very not real. But it's not the most painful. It's not the most painful of like these three games that I mentioned because the most painful of them is this. Akron hadn't won a game since 2018. And that streak came to an end against Bowling Green. <laughs> Akron finally, somebody had to pick up that suspicious lunchbox. Somebody had to pick it up. And the team that chose to do that and pay the price was Bowling Green. What's in so, the lunchbox? We don't know. This game had uh, massive ramifications in the battle to be the worst team of 2020. The, the worst team of the worst season ever. Um, the loser of this game was going to have a strong case. Bowling Green might be the number one seed there. Um, subscribers to the Moon Crew newsletter, you've seen the <laughs> the, the full um, the, the the full playoff picture laid out. But UMass, ULM, FIU, strong cases. I haven't even mentioned 0-9 Kansas. I, I don't even know if they make the top four. That's how that's how disgusting the bottom of the country is this year. But. Congratulations to Bowling Green for losing this game. A quarterback in this game went 9 of 17 for 87 yards and one touchdown. And he played for Akron. Quarterback run. <laughs> oh, God. Throws the ball with some zip on it, though. God, I hate you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See, y'all feel sorry for him sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying not to. what I have to hang out with all the time. That's fair. Uh, I am going to, uh, Ar- did kind of want to talk about Arkansas Mizzou other than just to note that a 50, 48 game happened uh, like with an, an insane end game, uh, that, that Arkansas. I just know Mizzou have that many people who knew how to do that. They listen, R- Larry Roundtree had a great game. Uh, Jefferson, the freshman quarterback for Arkansas, had to come in for Felipe Franks. Had an amazing game. He threw for three TDs, kept a clean sheet. Uh, it was just a spectacular game. It was no Coastal Carolina BYU, but it was close. But I want to keep that discussion cursory in the name of time and just get to what I think is the most important story of the week and the thing I want to leave our listeners with, which is this. Michigan is a 30-point underdog to Ohio State. <laughs> 